So after having served decades in Africa, a missionary couple, the Reverend and Mrs. Henry Morrison, were returning to New York to retire. After years of service, they had no pension and their health was failing. They were worried and discouraged. They happened to be returning to the United States on the same ship as Theodore Roosevelt. He was returning after an African hunting expedition. No one paid any attention to the missionary couple. They watched the fanfare that accompanied the president and his entourage. And during the voyage, the missionary said to his wife, you know, something's wrong. We've given our lives in service to God in Africa for all these years, and no one cares about us. Here, this man comes back from a hunting trip, and everybody makes such a fuss. But nobody even notices us. So when the ship finally docked in New York City, a band was waiting to greet the president. The mayor of the city and other dignitaries were there. The reporters were there asking questions and taking pictures. Yet no one was there to greet the missionaries on their homecoming. They quietly slipped off the ship and found a cheap place to stay on the east side. That night, the missionary said to his wife, I, I can't take this anymore. God is not treating us fairly. His wife replied, Honey, why don't you go into the other room and say it to the Lord? Well, he did just that. He then returned sometime later, but his face was different. And his wife asked, so what happened? And he said, well, God settled it with me. I told God how bitter I was that the president should receive this tremendous homecoming when not one person met us at the dock. And you know, when I finished complaining, I felt God put a hand on my shoulder. And then I heard God whisper into my heart. And God said this, but child, you are not home yet. My friends, I want to stand before you today and say a very simple truth. We aren't home yet. This earth is not our eternal dwelling place. There is another realm of life beyond this existence. It is a place where we will know life in all of its richness and in all of its fullness. You know, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are just pilgrims journeying to our heavenly home. 
You know, the Bible refers to us on this earth as strangers, ambassadors, and pilgrims. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven. Now, Philippi is a Roman colony. And in these colonies, the citizens were predominantly soldiers who had served time in service to the Roman Empire. These former soldiers were rewarded with a pension and full benefits as a citizen. A great characteristics of these colonies was that whenever you went into one of the colonies, it was actually supposed to be like a little fragment of what living in the great capital, Rome, was. Because if you were in that little colony, well, there was Roman clothing that was worn. Roman justice was administered. Roman magistrates governed. Roman morals were observed. In a political sense, the Philippians knew what it was to be citizens of a far-off city, a place that many of them had never been. My friends, on a higher plane, we as believers belong to another place. We are those who belong to a heavenly city. The Apostle Paul, through the use of this analogy, is saying, just as the Roman colonists never forgot they belonged to Rome, we must never forget that we are citizens of heaven. No, just before his impending death, Jesus spoke to his disciples about heaven. That's in our lesson today, John 14. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you may be also. I hope you realize what's going on here. This is really powerful. You know, in Jesus' day, if there was an important person who was traveling, that important person had people who would go before, go into the town to make sure that everything was prepared, that the best room was secured, that the meals were being prepared according to what that important person who was coming was going to want to eat, that every little detail was taken care of. And here we have Jesus telling his disciples, I am going to be that servant for you. I am going to go ahead of you. I'm going to go to my father's house, and I'm going to make sure that the room that you get is going to be the room that is perfect for you because you're a citizen of heaven. This is your home. Basically what Jesus is saying here 
is I love you and I am going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you even on the other side. I'm going to take care of you because you know what? Death is not some kind of eerie journey to an unknown destination. We know where we're going to go. We're citizens of heaven. And we have a loving God that is preparing the way. You know, for the first time, people were able to see death as a going home, as a celebration. Going home to a heavenly city, going home to a loving God. Now, I found a parable that might help, right? In a mother's womb, there were two babies. The first baby asked the other, do you believe in life after delivery? The second baby replied, of course. There has to be something more, you know, something after delivery. Maybe we're here to prepare ourselves for what's gonna come later. The first baby said, nonsense. There's no life after delivery. I mean, what would that look like? And the second baby replied, I don't know, but you know what? I bet there'll be more light. <laughs> and who knows, who knows? Maybe we'll even walk on our legs and eat from our mouths. The first baby laughed. That's absurd. Walk on our legs and eat with our mouth. Life after delivery just can't be. I mean, come on, the umbilical cord is just too short. Well, the second baby held his ground. There is something, something beyond delivery, and it is gonna be different from here. The first baby replied, well, no one's ever come back from there. And the second baby said, well, you know, we'll see our mother and she'll care for us. The first baby guffawed, mother? You believe in mother? I mean, if you believe in mother, where is she now? And the second baby very calmly explained, well, she's all around us. It's in her that we live and that we move. I mean, without her, we wouldn't even exist. And the first baby responded, well, I don't see her, so she doesn't exist. And the other baby replied, you know, sometimes when we're silent, you can hear her. You can feel her presence. You can perceive her. I believe that there is life after delivery, a greater life. And we need to prepare for that reality 
when it comes. Did that help? Did that get you thinking a little bit? My friends, again, heaven is our true home. It's what we were created for. You know, and I I get it. I understand that we can't help but wonder what heaven is going to be like. Again, Paul in 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen and no ear has heard. No mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love the Lord. Isn't that interesting? I mean, whatever we can imagine heaven is like, praise be to God, it's so much more. Again, hear these words from John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you an orphan. And you know the way to where I am going. Why? Because I am the way. There's a story told about Albert Einstein. He was traveling on a train for an out-of-town engagement. The conductor stopped to punch his ticket, and the great scientist, he couldn't find his ticket. He began to rummage through his coat pockets, and then he began to look through his briefcase, and he couldn't find the ticket. Now, even though Einstein was a genius, there was an absent-minded nature that this great scientist had. I mean, there was a time when he was asked for his phone number, And his response was, well, I haven't learned it. I always thought if I ever needed to call myself, I'd just look it up in the phone book. The conductor said, I know who you are, Dr. Einstein, and I am sure that you bought a ticket. The conductor continued to punch the tickets of other passengers And before the conductor moved on to the next car, he looked back and he saw Einstein on his hands and knees looking all over the floor for his ticket. And so he went back and he said to Einstein, please don't worry about it, Dr. Einstein. I know who you are. Einstein looked up at him and said, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where I'm going. (laughs) My friends, praise be to a loving God. But we know where we're going. We know that we are citizens of heaven. We know that we're not home yet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.